0: Home for breaking news on your favorite team.
1: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad. Oil Kings in Regina, trailing the Pats 2-1, three minutes into the second period. The Oilers will play the Hurricanes tomorrow. Carolina on the road against the Panthers. Tonight, still 1-0 for the Panthers. 14 minutes left in the third period. The game on Chad tomorrow. 3:30 face-off show. Puck will drop at five. Penguins now up 3-0. On the Capitals, Jeff Petrie has one of the goals for the Penguins, and the Canadians continue to lead the Canucks 3-0. That's with about seven and a half minutes left in the second period. Wild and Ducks coming up later. Raptors having a good third quarter, leading the Rockets 76-74, five minutes into the second half seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. ed thanks for holding through the news what's going
2: on man um oh i'm just not too much just lazing around i'd just like to get your opinion if if evander kane didn't sign with us during the off season and like he went to washington do you think the Oilers would have the same team they have now Uh, well,
1: I, well, no, because Kane wouldn't be on it, is my brief and sarcastic answer. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you
2: mean exactly? Well, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, everybody seems to be sounding the alarm, you know, and the national, the sports networks are asking, will the Oilers make the playoffs? But, I mean, had Evander Kane not signed... I mean, we would still have a pretty good team, and and we'd probably have Holloway playing the second line. So basically, I'm I, I'm sensing an alarm, but I don't think it's warranted. Uh,
1: I would generally agree with you know, look. I think Evander Kane is a loss because the look most of the oh, Oilers' absolutely. goals, most yeah. of the Oilers' goals, and you clearly know this, most of the Oilers' goals come from one of five players. Right. Evander Kane is one of them. Right. So you could say that's 20% of their primary offense gone. Uh, okay. Now, having said that, you know, the other four guys have been scoring quite a bit this season. Right. Uh, David's a goal a game. Dreisaitl's nine goals. I, and I got to tell you a secret here, Ed, and I think Stoff has alluded to it. I don't think a 100%. Right. After last year's playoffs, okay. Nuge is finishing more. And Hyman might be one of the best And all round intelligent players ever to play for the Edmonton Oilers. Right. Quite quite frankly. So now, I do think Holloway will move up. Right. And I do think it's costly not to have Kane because he provides an element of physicality, which I don't think is an Oilers strength. But I also think that the the biggest, the two biggest weaknesses on this team, and maybe they're sort of tied together, are the penalty killing, which maybe is going to turn around after last night. Right. and just sort of having a sturdy, nasty attitude in front of your own net. Like, you got to knock guys down sometimes, you know? Right, yeah. Like it's it's okay to drill a guy in front of your own net. It's okay to play hard on another guy's stick. Uh, right. You know, I know Darnell's gotten a couple of penalties for creaming guys in front of the net, but I don't mind that every once in a while. Right. And I think they brought that a little more last night, and an earlier caller said, I, I think they might have rallied around Kane uh, not being in the game and said we got to win it for him. So I think Kane is a loss, but I also think if they clean things up in their own end and Campbell plays well, you're not going to need to score four or five every night.
2: Right. So then if, if, if Evander Kane didn't sign with us and we're at the same place we are now, you're pretty sure that we'd make the playoffs?
1: Well, I picked them to make the playoffs. I mean, uh, I mean, do I, I like I. I, I don't talk much about the playoffs in the second week of November you know what I mean right. like they're they're you know first of all they're in a weak division right very much so uh, second of all they have made the playoffs with rosters worse than this one. Right. Uh, <laughs> mostly because of McDavid and right. Um So, you know, I, I, again, I think if they keep the goals against down and get solid goaltending, they should make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to finish first. I mean, they're already eight points behind Vegas. I would assume Calgary's right. going to come on. Seattle's right. a bit of a wild card in this whole situation. Right. I mean, I, I still see them as a playoff team, but not having Kane, they, they are going to miss Kane some nights. They're going to miss his offense and they're going to miss him some nights where the game gets maybe a little physical and a little nasty because they don't have a lot of players with that attitude
2: right and worst case scenario we could move to the other division and take over st louis's spot
1: (laughs) well that's a that's a good point right because the central um i was just like, like right now chicago is in fourth place in the central Mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're going to stay there, but I mean, who knows? Maybe the Pacific gets five teams in the playoffs. They might get four. Right uh, we'll still see what happens with Vancouver and Calgary coming on a little bit. But, yeah, St. Louis is pretty shocking. Eight, eight losses in a row. I know, eh? All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting question. You know, if they hadn't signed Kane, I mean, who knows? There could be a lot of different uh, variables in there. By the way, speaking of uh, St. Louis, Jake Neighbors, the former Edmonton Oil King, he's been sent down to Springfield in the American Hockey League as the uh, Blues have lost eight in a row. Okay, let's uh, let's do another timeout here, and then we'll bring in Luke Gazdick. He joins us every couple weeks on the show for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. He's next on Inside Sports
0: inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers
1: oh little weezer there we go. turn it up for a bit that's my favorite one I'm not saying Pinkerton is bad just saying I think I like the green album the most anyway Luke Gazdick former Edmonton oiler now has transitioned into a career with Sportsnet he joins us every two weeks on inside sports for Avalon foundation repair Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years home of the lifetime warranty Luke welcome back to the show how are you doing great Reed. how are you today I am great it's awesome to have you on the show I understand we have you from a uh, from the other side of the country
0: today in fact what's going on yeah, I'm out in the Maritimes here I'm in Halifax, or actually Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, uh, taking part in a uh, charity hockey tournament called Hockey Helps the Homeless. There was one in Edmondson, and I, I did it in Montreal and Toronto, I'm out here, and then Vancouver uh, at the end of the month. So it's a cool organization for a good cause, and uh, there's a bunch of ex Oilers alumni uh, here too, Laroque, uh, Rafi Torres, Keith Acton, Shane Corson, there's a bunch of guys out here in Halifax this week.
1: Do you uh do you ever get challenged by in uh, like you know do you got to get uh, be ready to go in any of these games? Do people want to take you on?
0: <laughs> no, I would still be playing them if stuff like that happens. Uh, <laughs> they don't, and uh, and I'm hoping there's nothing in here in Halifax. It'd be smart if people didn't if people didn't want to. I'd I'll yeah. say it like.
1: <laughs> well, you and George out there—that'd be—I don't know who the third guy on that line would be, but that'd be a pretty safe line for, for to be on, anyway. Well, have fun! Yeah. The, the hockey helps the homeless does is a, is a great cause for sure. So good for you for uh, being involved in that. Uh, well, the entire uh, hockey world is talking about a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Not usually, in, it's not in the way that we're we're used to. Unfortunately, uh, man, oh man, uh, that Evander Kane incident, Luke, that was just—I uh, think—terrifying is a proper word for it.
0: Yeah, it was a scary thing to watch. It, it's such, un, such an un, un, unsuspecting story, um, uh, you know, play that happens. And uh, to be honest, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more in the game. With you, you don't have too much protection on your wrists on that area. Uh, I saw it, and then you see the blood right away, and, and your you, you know your heart just kind of drops. And then Gene, with the update, uh, said that he was yelling help and. I, they, they stopped the game and I actually stopped the game too. I stopped watching it for a bit just because I was a bit distraught and kudos to the players for being able to uh, turn it on mentally and keep going after that.
1: Well, I, I think that was the reaction for so many people and there was that delay to obviously help Evander and then clean up the ice and all that stuff and then the game resumes and I remember when Dreisaitl scored... Like, I was almost like, oh, well, that's, that's the goal. I wonder if like, I remember thinking, I wonder if they'll even celebrate the goal, which maybe sounds silly, but it was like, it was such a difficult moment to deal with that. uh, And I'm sure you've been through that in game now, maybe not blood, but you've been through that in games, probably where a guy is stretchered off or seriously hurt. And it's like, okay, we got to keep playing.
0: I I have been in that situation a couple of times in the minors. Actually, I, witnessed uh, an opposing player get stepped on in the face uh, actually in my second year pro i don't want to gross people out too much with the details but very similar situation where the game stopped uh we were in texas playing san antonio and the game stopped for a while you know they had this, you know that all the doctors out there and credit to these doctors and paramedics that are standing by right away seeing some of the most horrific injuries uh in the game uh, but it definitely just takes the wind out of the sails. Uh, it, you kind of cool down a bit, and you're also thinking about uh, the person that's hurt. Uh, so it's definitely—I don't want to call it a distraction because I, when I hear distraction, I think of a negative sense. But um, it, it definitely uh, slows your your mental side down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and I think McDavid talked uh, in his post-game interview about Kane, you know, running off the ice and going right past him, and the, the look on. Kane's face and then um, you know McDavid was on the ice like I said on the ice for that uh, for that goal right but uh, I mean good for them for regrouping and playing I guess but man oh man like even Connor I think was rattled by it
0: yeah I mean I saw they deep hand right to Connor uh, as soon as they announced the game was starting back up and just the look on his face was you know it was disappointment and it was concern and like you said, they scored right after that. And I was just like, I, it was just such an awkward kind of situation. And, you know, you feel for for Evander and, and uh, and uh, you know, the players on, on his team, obviously.
1: Luke Yazdick joining us today on Inside Sports. Okay, well, you know, obviously we wish uh, Evander all the best here as, as he recovers. The Oilers got the win. They snapped the three-game losing streak. The penalty kill has not been good this year, specifically against... <laughs> washington on monday they went one for five on the pk and at a, at a total now, i still think they're taking too many minor penalties I, you know there was a too many men offensive zone penalty yesterday uh but they went five for five with a uh, with a shorthanded goal last night against the tampa bay Lightning. i don't know if you see anything i uh, you know you know penalty killing a lot of people just say to me it's all about thinking and, and hard work uh what do the Oilers have to clean up here to be better consistently on the pk
0: well, I, you said it, the first thing to, to be better on the PK is stay out of the freaking box, right? Uh, we were laughing on set on Sportsnet because they said, not I laugh, but I said, hey, they were one for five, none of the PP, one for five on the PK. It's like you're usually talking about it from the other side, but they just have to clean it up defensively. And it's such a simplistic seeing the penalty kill. It's. It's, it sounds so cliche, it's hard work and just paying attention to details in, in, in the zone and the Washington P- PP is so talented, right? And they're snapping pucks around and it's hard to defend. But I mean, if you go in the box that many times, you, you, you know, you're asking, you're just asking for, um, for things like that to happen
1: uh and you know rob and i got asked after the game like well can a, should a coach like you know bench a guy who takes a silly penalty like can you is, is i don't know if it's just that easy though know, to shorten your bench if a guy takes a penalty you know what, what's with your experience with coaches handling you know teams like taking excessive penalties or if a guy's taking like is it is it benching is it video like what's the process
0: it's it's a lot of video drilled in uh he'll start to mix in different guys if he's not feeling confident in the guys he has going you generally have about six forward penalty killers i would say uh you send your first two over the boards your three and four go and then it's usually back with the one two or you mix in another couple guys it's it's not that many guys that get to take part in it is, is one thing coaches instilled in me is take pride in that if you're if your coach trusts you enough to have you out there take a lot you know a lot of uh, of pride in that and you know i did when i was a player but there are certain penalties that drive coaches nuts and one of them is too many men one of them is the delay of game over the glass and i'd say the third one is offensive zone obstruction penalties we're talking slashes hooks trips in the offensive zone all three of those from experience drive coaches absolutely bananas
1: yeah uh yeah well on the other side of too many men yesterday <laughs> and they and like i said i think it was ryan took a penalty in the offensive zone so hopefully that'll they'll they'll be killing a lot less here as we move along luke gazdick joining us on in inside sports jack campbell i thought that was his best game of the year I, I know you think uh pretty highly of uh jack he does have the reputation for maybe putting a lot of pressure on himself after the loss against Dallas on Saturday, he said I've been pathetic this year, which is, you know, a pretty, pretty strong word I thought uh, to use, but tell me a little bit about uh, you know, about Jack and uh, I know you're confident in him. So uh, where do you think he's headed here?
0: Yeah, I have a ton of confidence in him and I wish he had as much confidence as, as I did, as he did it himself. He uh, hated the word pathetic, you know, he's so hard on himself and I just want to, you know, I was playing with him again, just set him aside. I'm sure someone did, and I'm guessing it was O'Connor or someone like that that said, hey, you know, they are not going to go your way every night. But he was stellar last night, made the big saves when he needed, and I was laughing after the game. You could see they panned right to him when the, when, uh, the clock ran out and he's out of breath he's literally just panting and uh someone came over it might have been he gave him a big hug and you can just see he took a big exhale and uh and I felt good for him in that moment he just looked like he a weight had been lifted off his shoulders because you know first time since 2009 right it's hard to win in Tampa and, and I'm sure that one meant a lot and felt good for felt good for Soupy
1: yeah well that the final few minutes were <laughs> We're pretty furious, and and you could see though guys were like, we're I mean Fogle blocking shots, like you could tell guys were like, we, we're we gotta defend, like right, like we gotta sacrifice and defend. They didn't want to blow that lead.
0: Yeah, folks was going down with the irregular block. He got both knees on the ice, trying to keep it out in any way. But that's what you need, guy. You know, guys uh, selling out for the team there late in the game. I'm sure Supi appreciated that when he might. Maybe I'll buy Fogs lunch at some point. <laughs>
1: that's that's great uh okay and you mentioned tampa bay tell me about playing there is it it just because they've been so good or is there other stuff going on or around that's difficult
0: well i don't know if this sounds a little off but i found it hard to play in the warm weather climates um and that sounds silly because i played two years in san diego but you get used to it at that point but when you go from edmonton and it's snowing and, and and you get down to south florida and then up to tampa it's warm and you got shorts and a t-shirt on on your off days and and trying to set your mentality into getting there in the first place was the biggest challenge for me uh and then on top of it they have great fans they you know they pack the inside and the outside they got the the arena kind of district out there everyone's watching they support their team they're loud they're proud and uh they're not a bad hockey team too eh reed (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a task to go in there and I always I was always kind of intimidated just because of uh just because of the atmosphere that that they provide there in Tampa
1: that's interesting though So you talked about well you're wearing like you're wearing shorts and stuff like your mind almost goes into well I must be on vacation if I exactly. wear shorts in
0: November or December right yeah mode and then you got to realize you put a suit on you walk outside and you're like heck i'm going to play an nhl hockey game right now so uh you know when i was in stockton san diego these warmer weather climates you get used to it you're not on vacay anymore but just for the one for the one two game road trip it can be tough
1: yeah okay luke always great to have you on the show of course we'll talk again in a couple weeks hey awesome stuff with uh with hockey helps the homeless have a great time out there in dartmouth and we'll talk again soon man really appreciate
0: it yeah, beauty read. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Luke Gazdick checking in, joins us every two weeks here on Inside Sports. Yeah, hard to play when you're walking around in shorts for some guys, I guess. Luke, provided by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Three to four months, the Oilers will be without Evander Kane, if you missed that earlier. A couple big basketball games in Edmonton over the next few days. Paul Sir will tell you what's going on. Inside Sports on Chet.